Good afternoon and welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. I figured you know there's a lot of seriousness going on. So today I promise you an entertaining show. We're just going to talk about things that are funny. Things that you can go to to access during these crazy times. Not just Netflix, not just something streaming, but humor. I promise you that. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Podcast. Good afternoon. This is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. I promised you humor. You know, I was thinking of all all of those who, you know, when you do something serious and then you think of oh okay you know the 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 funny aspect of it um you know and when i was growing up margaret show margaret show would take me there her humor i related to it and it was universal you know and there weren't a lot of asian americans on television and she talked about that and i thought okay you know i'm i'm hispanic there's not a lot of us on television So there was a commonality, you know what I mean? But also the way she would talk about things. I remember, you know, and I I would use some of her jokes in high school and some people thought they were mine. I'm like, no. One person said they knew and the other person's like, that was funny. Yeah. You know, um, like I would say, KTEL just released a new uh, hits of the 80s box set. We'll be listening to this music for 50 years. In 50 years' time, we'll all be in an old folks' home going, Ooh, put on hungry like the wolf again. Stuff like that. Although those of us who grew up in the 90s, it's a little different, you know? We'll all be rocking out, drinking our Metamucil, you know, and saying, Ooh, is that Nirvana's in bloom? Turn it up. Oh, it's going to shatter your, shatter your bones. I don't give a shit. That was the jam. Yeah. That's if you can hear it, you know. Um, I, I'd like to think in terms of the aging process because people are like, oh, that's old. I've seen old. When you've made it to 80 and you've made it to 90, okay, that right there, and you still have your faculties. I know uh, uh, someone who is 100 and they still thrive. That's badass right there. Now, if I was 100 years old and I was driving, I, of course, would be blasting Motorhead and Tool, you know, um, whether I can hear it or not. I've, I've, you know, I've heard different things from different people. Some people like to wear the hearing aids. Some don't. Because then they say, oh, picking up too much information. Well, you know what? It's, it's like the, um, I hate to compare this to the Apple Pro, the, Air, uh, the AirPod Pros, where you turn on the, um, the noise canceling and you can hear people's conversations when you don't think they can. We turn it off, though, and you and yeah, yeah, because then you're picking up all that noise, all that information. I learned that the hard way one time I I was recording a show and I had left the 
the Beats headphones open. So that meant they were still connected and I'm doing a show and the beats are in the living room and then you could barely hear the show. All you could hear was the living room noise because I thought, oh, yeah, you're supposed to close them because then they're on. You know what I mean? That's that's the the beauty and the curse of um, Bluetooth technology. You know what I mean? Bluetooth technology. It's there. It's there for you to access it. And it's a it's an amazing thing, but at the same time, you know, there's those little things that you gotta be careful of. And so I thought, you know, because I'm, when I'm out and walking and I'm coming up with ideas for the show, I really should just stick to ideas and not record the show. I like recording the show, but then it's like, okay, my brain is like, you know. And today I had like something that I had to do I didn't necessarily want to do and I did it and all the while I'm thinking can I just hang up <laughs> you know I mean there 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 is an anxiety with what is going on I don't know if you feel it but I feel it there is a heavy heavy anxiety to go back to the way things were I don't think it's not going to happen fast. That's why, you know, it's so wrong of those in power to say, oh, business as usual. Yeah, speak for yourself, you shark. You know, um, I don't think it's business as usual. Um, I think we need to be receptive to that. I think we need to be more understanding of that. Is that this is, this is not business as usual. I have major, major anxiety and, it's, and people would say, oh, that's because you're lazy. You don't want to go back to it. I don't think any of us want to go back to it. I think we've gotten to the point where, you know, it's, it's okay to do your work and your hair is not combed. Or you're in your pajamas or you're, you know, with me, I would go, I would go for a walk and do my work. That's how I would do it. You know, when you're, when you're doing it remote, because I have all the files accessible to me, you know, and I believe in multitasking. If I had a desk again, it would have a treadmill because I just want to keep moving. I know not everyone agrees with that. And that's the anxiety of everything. It's like, oh God, you know, and that, and I find humor in that thinking, oh no, I don't want to have to get up and do that shit again. Because, you know, it's and, and I try to put myself in a good space. It's like, okay, light some candles, take a shower, get those bath salts, get those bath salts. And and don't worry about, you know, if Whitney used the bath salts or not. I doubt she did. Whitney was just Whitney. She's ever she was every woman. You know, she's taking that bath and like, fuck this shit. I got them Grammys. I'm going to, you know, I ate that cheeseburger. Fuck it. That, you know, me, I just want to relax. You know, it's like, okay, go into this in a, in a positive aspect, not a negative aspect. Now I took the shower after I had to do what I needed to do because I was like, okay, I was too filled with nervous energy to even dive into that. You know, the diving board was not set up. I was like, okay, pour the bath salts because, you know, I'm not able to take a bath because something happened to the drain situation. There's like a stopper or something. So it's like, shit. So then I have to pour the bath salts on the floor and, and start the shower and then go in. And then, and then it, you know, and the, the fumes, the, the, 
not toxic fumes, but good fumes, you know, and and I try to make light of that. And I try to be humorous about that. But oh my God, the, the anxiety there, there is an anxiety of going, you know, and I, and the essential workers, you, you all have balls of steel. It's like shit because you know, you've got things to do. And those of us who are like, I want to do it remote. I really do. I really, really do. I've always wanted to. I think my my first recollection of seeing someone do it to remote, strangely enough, was the Scream movie. Remember when Sydney went into protection? I think it was witness protection or something from, you know, do you like scary movies? Remember that shit? And she's way out and I think Mendocino or something or or Monterey, who knows? And she's got a she's got a gate. Of course that didn't stop Scream 3 from happening and then Scream 4 which I didn't really watch. I was like, yeah, not interested. When when you've gone past the trilogy, you have problems Indiana Jones. Don't you agree? But to tie up loose ends in that aspect. You know, Henry Jones Jr. the 3rd were we waiting for that? Oh, yeah, we were waiting for it like it was General Hospital. There's a baby in the wings nobody knew about. You know? <sighs> yeah. But, yeah, there's, there's a set, you know, social anxiety. And I have to be careful because it's like, okay, I don't want to get, like, agoraphobia like Kim Basinger. Where she, and then she said how she would get excited driving over bridges and going through rivers and tunnels. Yeah, well, you married Alec Baldwin. That, that, that would have given me anxiety right there. Great actor. But it's like it's like visiting somewhere. I'd, I'd like to visit, but I don't want to live there. Especially with Alec Baldwin. Great actor. As far as a person, it's like... Mm. When, when you scream at someone on a phone and you claim, oh, I'm always only talking to so-and-so, and you call them a rude, vile pig, <laughs> I, I really think that, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to judge, or though I may be, I don't know. That, uh, whenever I see him now, I'm like, God, that guy's got a temper. Great actor, but he's got a temper. Great voice, but he's got a temper. It's like you don't want to piss him off. You know, there, there are some people, I mean, you know, they like share, I love share. And yeah, you're probably thinking, well, duh, shut up. Um, like when she goes and she protests things or she gives money without making a big deal about it. That's what it's about. You know, um, I mean, I, you know, and she had, uh, Epstein bar disease, we live in this world where there is uh, there's a phobia for everything you know um, I just have anxiety it's not crippling sometimes I'm like oh go away you know um, I am outdoors that's why you don't you don't hear the echo anymore that's the other thing is when I'm recording these things it's like okay I have a deadline. I think everyone has a deadline. You know, um, I wish this. I always have to give a shout out to shit happens when they party naked, when you party naked, because that really is a show. Mine is it's a show, but it's also it's it's like Chelsea lately. You know, it's a little crazy, a little off canter. Um, But they, you know. 
They really just dive into it. Shit happens when you party naked. And they don't do episodes all of the time, which I do. But then it's like, that really takes up my time. Because then, I'm, you know, it's like sex. You're thinking about it. Mo- oh, guys, we think about it most of the time. With this, with the show, the show is like sex to me. It's like, oh, I can't wait. It's so hot. Yeah, it's so hot to record it. I can't wait. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that recording is like an orgasm. Because it's not, you know. Um, you know, mo- most... um. Yeah, I'll, you know, like I said, I, I reveal things. I'll reveal this. After an orgasm, I kind of want to go to sleep. Sometimes. It's dependent on the person, you know? Some people, I mean, yeah, you know, there have been some times where I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go. You know? And, um, it's getting noisy, isn't it? But it's the Dr. Zeus podcast. I saw this podcast article about being PC. And then I thought of George Carlin, who was not PC. An example of not being PC. Well, I think everything that's in Gone with the Wind. That's for one. I think a lot of people are pissed now that there's a descriptor. What's wrong with the descriptor? It's not going to hurt you. It's just there. And, you know, and that's good that that's there. Um, I know some people are that they would disagree and say, well, it's like putting a seatbelt sign on. You don't need them. Well, you do need them, <laughs> especially when you're on an airplane. You don't want to hit your head, you know. See, I'm out in nature right now. Sometimes when you record, you pick up things and you hear the fan, you hear the engines revving. You know, I think we we all have things to do. See how I'm multitasking? That's what I do about this show. But then it's like Chelsea lately. I always wanted a show like Chelsea lately, but not with Chelsea Handler. There's, there's so much of her that I can take. Afterwards, I'm like, what's the point of that? You know, I don't want to picture her in Fifty Cent doing the nasty. I just don't. I like 50 Cent. I think he's a, an attractive person. You know? I'm sure Judy Dench was like, Ooh, I got, to, I got to touch his tongue. Or was that Judy Dench? I always get my British actresses confused. Was that Judy Dench or was that Helen Mirren? Because you know, Her- Helen Mirren will just take him off. I mean, she, she'll drop her drawers, you know? <sighs> what else can I say? It's... It's the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Um, It's the show of all shows. There's noise. But then I had to go get the mail, you know? But I'm getting my steps in. I know that's the other thing is... I I get anxiety that I'm not going to get my steps in. Is that crazy? Is that... You know, and I and I count them. It's like okay, it's been hundred and fifty something days. Yes, hundred and fifty something days since March. You know, I was counting them off and on, and I think due to my illness, I don't even want to call it an illness. It's just a it's a fact of life. Yeah, 
I think if I call it an illness, then I'm like Kim Basinger. Oh, I don't want to go out. You know, and nothing against Kim Basinger. I mean, she only did one good movie. What was that called? Um, well, she did. She did. Um, what's the Eminem movie? Eight Mile. She played the mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, but L.A. Confidential. You know what I mean? Mm. L.A. Confidential was good. I'm not saying that Eight Mile wasn't good, but seriously. Eminem, or Eminem, Kim Basinger is Eminem's mother. I find that hard to believe. There's a rumor that they weren't so mother and sonly, you know, that there was a little sexual tension, which I can, I can believe, you know what I mean? When you lose yourself in the moment, you know, you never, never let it go, do you, Kim Basinger? <laughs> and, and yeah, there's, there's nothing against her, though, as a person. You know, I'm... And that's the other thing. Do we really care what celebrities think about us? Not really. You shouldn't. You know, I've said this many, many times where everyone always asks me, what do you think of Kim Basie or Kim? Kim Carter, you know, her. I don't even like to say her name because I think that the flying monkeys are going to come and take me. Um, Or her mother, ich. Oh, I don't even want to think about them. Someone once asked me at work, what do you think? I was like, I don't watch it. I don't care. I really, but I do. I'm thinking that's good that you do. And you're a screw loose too. You know? Uh, yeah, I'm going to judge her. She she had a, the girl who asked me that has many screws loose. She was like, she added me on Facebook. And I didn't get butthurt about it. And then she deleted me. And I thought, you weirdo. She was weird. You know, it's like... And then to ask me what I think about the car dash. I don't give a shit. If you're asking me that, you're not doing your job right. If you if you got time to talk about that... No. <sighs> you know? It, it's like certain things... In the past, I would answer questions about... You know, and, and now it's like, I don't even want to do that anymore. What I've noticed is, is like if I post something about politics on Facebook and people want to comment on it, I don't even feel like commenting on it anymore because then it's, it's like I'm inviting it in that there's anxiety behind that because it's like, I don't want to waste my day getting into a fight with you. I mean, even if it was a physical throwdown fight. A Facebook fight? Shit. That's like being in your basement on the computer all day. That's what it is. I don't want that. You know how boring that is? You know, and yeah, maybe today's show is about anxiety. I don't like fighting people. I'm a lover, not a fighter. (laughs) I remember one time I was, you know, out of curiosity, I took... This law exam, this LSAT, I didn't want to be a lawyer. I was just thinking about money. And someone said to me, oh, that'd be good for you because you like to argue. And I was like, fuck you. That's not what it's about. I used to work with law books in a library, updating them, legal periodicals. And it's not all about fighting. I think people who do that, who think that, have watched Law and Order way too many times. Um, The legal drama. Now, the closest that it could come to is Perry Mason because you're 
you know, in terms of a case, you have the both sides. And then, you know, you got to argue that case. But you don't argue it all the time. You There are the facts. There are the details. Sequestering people. Yeah. Ugh. This heat doesn't give me anxiety. You know, I know people who take things for anxiety. That's just not in me. I, I know people who smoke pot for anxiety. I haven't smoked pot in 12 years. I don't want to go back to it. And, and here's the thing. I, I think it's uh, I think it's great. I think it's good. I'll stick to the topical lotions. You know, I'm sure they have hemp bath seeds or bath bath salts. You know, yeah. I mean, even even politics. Politics gives me anxiety because it's like, ugh. You know, I remember years ago. We, one of uh, our family friends, I highly respected him. Um, nice person. And he told me why he voted for someone. Because he thought they were cool. He didn't, uh, didn't agree on their policies. He just thought they were cool. And I, was, and I kind of lost a little respect for him after that. I mean, I still have respect for him. But I'm like, you what? Because he was cool. Yeah, because he's like a frat boy. That's what you want. You want someone who's running government say, I'm going to fuck her in the ass. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, he fucked America in the ass. And I'm not talking about the current one. I'm talking about the one from 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I'll, I'll talk about this. Um, I worked for a political party. And it, I mean, it truly was bare bones. I had a chair. I had a sign that's kind of, you know. To sequester people to register to vote, and then the other side would scream at me and say, "You know we gonna win." And they had a big old booth, and I'm like, "Fuck!" And I remember someone saying to me, "You should go to that side because they obviously got money." Yeah, I remember that and just thinking. And then after a couple of days, I quit. I remember I made maybe under two hundred dollars. I quit. I was like, this is just... And then they would send people to check on you. Whether you're sitting down or standing up or... You know. Um, yeah. It, it, I felt like a piranha. It was a piranha job. It was 20 years ago. You know. You live, you learn. You cry. You burn. You know, Alanis Morissette. You learn. You live, you learn. Yeah, the air is improving a little bit. Um, last night it did sprinkle um, with rain. You know, not not um, rainbow sprinkles. I mean, I know those give some of you anxiety, but those are good. You know, life should be like the Golden Girls. You have your cheesecake, or in my case, sugar-free cheesecake, and you and that's how you solve your problems. It was always kind of an allegory. I know, you're thinking, oh my god, you're going in depth into the Golden Girls. Well, hey, it was before sex and the city. I liked sex and the city for a bit. And then there's probably... I watched it, like, within three months. The whole series. And after that, I never wanted to rewatch it again. 
I didn't watch the movies. I've seen, like, clips of the movies. The movies just did not look interesting to me at all. You know? I hate to rain on people's parades, you know? I I know that some of you were just wet with anticipation. Oh, my God, Carrie's gonna marry Bug. Who cares? You know? Or, um... Samantha, Samantha getting married. Come on. Come on. Samantha likes to play. She's like Blanche Devereaux. In fact, Blanche Devereaux was before Samantha Jones. I mean, (laughs) it's just like, what the? Yeah, it's one of those things, people. So here we are. Dr. Zeus podcast. And it's been fun. I figure, you know, yesterday I thought it was Tuesday and I realized, oh, today's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday. Monday, not mundane, but Monday. So, it's like, do I have to do two episodes for Tuesday? So, you know, I just want to do fun shows. I think I've about had it with politics. When my friend and I have friends and I and I love them dearly who disagree with me politically and then they start to talk about how oh white people shouldn't apologize for white privilege and that really gives me anxiety because I do want to say something but I don't want them to kick me out of their house. You know what I mean? That's why there are certain people I just don't talk about politics with. And uh, on the Dr. Zeus podcast I can talk about them. You know, um, because I I understand, I completely understand the racial divide and it doesn't, we do need to unify, you know, and, um, there are people who are just like, well, it's always been there and it's always good. Well, let's make things better. You know, um, I think people are a little too traditional on their their racism on their prejudices, you know, that it's, oh, it's a part of life. And it's like, no, you can outgrow that, you know, you can, um, just because your family thinks that way, you know, or, or they'll say, there's always someone they'll say, oh, well, you know, this is why this race is like this. They're always like, they're all like that. I, I hate hearing that. You know, but then if you say that to in in passing company, oh, all white people are like that. What's going to happen? See what I mean? You know, so. Yeah, people, people, I don't think people recognize when they say things like that. You know, and I'm not trying to be overly sensitive or, or overly stimulated. Trust me. I think we've all had that moment. When you're overly stimulated, turn off the Netflix. And I and I mean it, you know? Yes, The Witcher, hey, Henry Cavill, good-looking motherfucker. Great. But you know, you could only watch his pecs for at least one episode. If you if you've gone and finished the whole thing in one day, I don't know what else to tell you. It's like the cake. You buy a cake. You want that cake to last. And then you finish the whole damn cake in one sitting. And you 
need to go to the gym. You could have avoided that. You could have gone to the gym and still remained in peak position. But no. You ate the whole damn Netflix. You ran out of shit to eat. Nobody wants that. You gotta run out of things to eat. You know, yeah, I've been there. I think we've all been there. <sighs> it's just one of those things. And that's, that's you know, I think everyone has anxiety about the, oh, my God, have enough to eat. Especially during these times. You know, go buy a chicken. I mean, I know people who want to go buy a cow. You know, because Wendy's is just... That, that's scary right there. But, and I know we shouldn't be eating at Wendy's. Fuck them. Well, it's like um, Chick-fil-A. I'm not a Chick-fil-A fan. I went there once out of curiosity. And I remember I came back and I said to my friend, the chicken was too danky. And she was like, you sound like you're from the South. I said, it was. It was too danky. You know, at least when I go to Popeye's, that chicken's going to fill me up. If I get more than three pieces... It's going to fill me up. With Chick-fil-A, it was like, what the fuck is that? What is this? A, a chicken midget? What? What? Why are you offering me this for? And then and then the... Um, the... Uh, the sauces. I remember one time, I felt so over, overwhelmed. Uh, talk about anxiety with their sauces. Like, which one do I pick? Well, the Polynesian. It's like with Popeyes, they just say, throw them all in there. If someone were to do that at Chick-fil-A, they would probably have have a an epileptic fit, you know? It's like, oh my God, he wants all of them. He wants all of them. Well, I don't know what I want. I don't, I don't eat at Chick-fil-A. And nothing against those of you that do, if that's what you want to do. Remember, they were... The, the owners didn't believe in gay marriage. You know? Popeyes probably does. Because, you know, it's Popeyes. It's like, hey, they got gay chickens. <laughs> I mean, some of you probably have anxiety and think, oh my god. Does that mean that Chick-fil-A had gay chickens too? Probably. You're eating a gay chicken. It had a boyfriend. It had a girlfriend. It had that pink triangle. And, you know, that was some good tasting chicken. But I'm passing some chickens right now, so I don't want to scare them. Thinking, oh no, he's going to sell us to Popeyes or Chick-fil-A. If anything, to be humane, I would sell them to Popeyes. Not because Chick-fil-A, they would just, it'd be too danky. This one's too big. It doesn't fit into our plan. You know, I still eat McDonald's. I just don't eat the fries. You know, um... Yeah, uh, I know there's there's controversy about that. I often have anxiety. Should I talk about what I eat on here? Because then it's going to be like the food diary. How dare you? You promised us you would eat gluten free. Gluten free is expensive. I mean, I love how society is like, oh, you should eat so much healthier. You know, it costs a lot to eat healthier. You might as well start being, you know, performing side jobs just to afford that wheatgrass. You know, it's, it's, life is not like an Enya song. And I hate 
when they, I shouldn't say hate. I don't like it when they always use her song in, in commercials. There's nothing peaceful about Enya. Come on, that eyeliner, you trying to fool, honey. I'm sure she has anxiety about that. You know, we've covered everything today. We've covered chicken anxiety. We've covered my anxiety. We've covered Kim Basinger's. Um, I don't think Alec Baldwin really has anxiety. He just wants to fuck. He just wants... And uh, more power to him. You know? Um, yeah. He's got one of those voices. That's, that's the thing about Alec Baldwin. You know, for this generation... I think you would all be stunned if you've never seen Beetlejuice how skinny Alec Baldwin was. I know he tries to be skinny now, but just think, 1988, Alec Baldwin, how skinny he was. And then you look at Alec Baldwin now, total different ball game. Okay? Or, uh, yeah. He still has the same voice, but then you look at Alec Baldwin and it's like, you know how a lot of people get like face work and you know, if he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it. But seriously, Alec Baldwin, you really should have gotten some face work because I don't know what happened. I don't know why you look like that, but you know, we do choose our face and his is obviously a little deformed. I'm sure he has anxiety about that. Maybe that's where his rage comes from. I'll give it to him. When he was married to Kim Basinger. And he would like have a beard. He looked good. He looked good. He looked healthy. And then now it's like, oh God, balls to the ground. Ugh. And I'm talking about his face. Some people have that face where their their eyelids look like nut sacks. You know? We're, we're letting it out, hang out all on here, okay, on the Dr. Zeus podcast. You know, I've tried to go live on Instagram. And it's fun for a minute. But then I think I would be, you know, it's all about anxiety. I would be overly anxious if I had like 100 people watching. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to stand on a box? Do you want me to do uh, the floss? I don't know how to do the floss. Do you want me... You know, I'm not Martha Stewart, although I like Martha Stewart. You know, I don't have her phone number. Do you know, and I and I have a little anxiety talking about this, because then people were like, what were you going to do? I once applied for a job to work for Martha Stewart for Omni Media. I think I was going to try to get an assistant position. You know, and obviously it didn't happen. I'm not there. I'm here. I'm in California. I'm not there where she's at. Because she's interesting to me. I'm sure she would be freaked out by the... Why does she want to work for me? What's the reason? What's the anticipation? Is it a good thing? I mean, yeah, I should have applied for Ina. um, The Barefoot Contessa. But, you know, with Ina, she'd probably just... Tell me to go pick some chickens for her or something. You know, hey, you have strong arms. Go and kill them for me. Because they're not store-bought. I love those memes that people have of Ina. You know, if you can't summon the flames directly from hell, store-bought are fine. Store-bought, okay. Whenever I watch Rachel Ray, which is very rare, I'm thinking, 
Rachel Ray just doesn't give a shit. If it's store-bought, she'll throw it in the pan. If it was underwear, she'll throw it in the pan. If her husband licked it, she'll throw it in the pan. One time I watched her pour some beer into a pan and then drink it. And I was just like... I kind of raised my eyebrow like, Martha Stewart wouldn't do that on camera. You know? Or Gwyneth Paltrow, goop. Do I have anxiety that these people are going to contact me? No, because they're not. Could I interview them? No. You know, it's it's part of life. Um, yeah. I think... Um, Here's the thing. I like the show. I like being... I'm, I'm somewhat anonymous. Why, I'm, I either was dreaming. One time I was at Walmart. And I heard someone scream the name of the show. Or I, or I thought. And I thought, oh shit. A fan. That freaked me out. I hope I was dreaming. Maybe... Maybe I was hearing things. Who knows? I think we all hear things. You know, um... I'm starting to think maybe hearing aids wouldn't be such a good thing when I'm about 95. Because then I'd really be hearing shit, you know? But here we are. It's the Dr. Zeus podcast. The black cat has joined me. I'm talking about my black cat, not the Janet Jackson song. Probably one of her best that she wrote herself. Isn't that right, kitty? If you hear him meow, I guess good things will happen. Will I win the lottery? Can you meow? Will, will I win the lottery? Maxie, what do you think? Am I going to win the lottery? Yes or no? Meow. Maxie, hey. I'm interviewing Maxie right now on the show. That's pretty crazy. He doesn't have anxiety, do you, kitty? Huh? Am I going to win the lottery? You're holding me in suspense. I told you it was going to be a funny show. It's it's a long show, but it's a funny show. Hey, Maxie. Maxie. Now the dog is here, so I guess Maxie... Maxie's attentions have, have gone somewhere else, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Ma- Maxie and I. Maxie and me. Maxie and me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to win. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. It feels so great coming from you and not Martha Stewart. Yeah. He's a good cat. You know, he doesn't have anxiety. He just wants to catch a mouse or a squirrel or two. Isn't that right? I'll hear the squirrels talking in the, the bamboo. And it's like it's like they're speaking some kind of, um, um, what is it? Uh, rabies. The ra- rabies. You know, their language. Yeah. The cat's just like, oh, I'm hungry. Isn't that right? Or a hawk, if the hawk flew off with one of them. We saw a dead frog, so I guess obviously the hawk didn't get too far with that pate. But it's the Dr. Zeus podcast, and I told you it would be a silly show, a fun show. You know, a Martha Stewart show. I like Martha Stewart. Don't you, Kitty? He doesn't agree. He, yeah. He'd be one of her many animals. Not like Exotic Joe. You know, Carol Baskin. Yeah, but this cat, you know, I guess he brings the anxiety down. He's relaxed. He wants to take a big dip in the pool, but he can't. You know, the dog is obviously cleaning herself. And um, yeah, it's the Dr. Zeus podcast, you know. My, I'd like to thank my guest, Maxie the cat. I'm just kidding. 
or am I? For being on the show, you know, not being a hoe. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that. He's he's a good cat. Men can be hoes, okay? They can. I know. I've been there, done that. So, yeah. As always, unpleasant. Oh, <coughs> got a frog in my throat. Ribbit. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>